1: You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Nevin Raj. Nevin is the co-founder and COO at Grata. Nevin, welcome to the show.
2: JP, thanks for having me on.
1: It's our pleasure, my friend. Um, So, Nevin, let's start with yourself. Take us through your journey. Um, Where did you first get interested in technology? Um, Where did you have exposure to it? Um, Some of the roles you've held along the way. And then take us up to the origins of Grata.
2: Sounds good. JP, my interest in technology comes from a really young age. Actually, funny enough, when I was a kid back in middle school, I first discovered the TI-83 Plus calculator. I happened to be one step up from our basic calculators <laughs> and realized that you could have games. And better yet, I realized that you could write programs to do your homework for you. And that's where I got really interested in computers actually starting off my calculator. Uh, I wrote a couple of games starting off, wrote a couple of more advanced things to help me with my homework, help me get through problems faster and realized that I wanted to program computers in the future. And that led to, and that was back in middle school. So that led to a high school interest in computer science. I ran a small business in high school, fixing computers and working with computer networks. And towards the end, tail end of that, it was actually building custom software for companies. And that took me into actually my education at harvard thereafter where where i went for undergrad where i actually studied applied math and statistics i got a little more interested in the science and the modeling behind programming and actually thereafter i took a slightly different turn after college so after having been really into the programming and coding and science i wanted to try the business side of things and worked in a consulting firm called uh, McKinsey in new york was there for a couple years and moved into a private equity investing role. And through really the combination of my childhood experiences with my recent professional experiences, stumbled across the problems that we solve here at Grata. I love that.
1: That's a great uh, great insight into where you got started and it's led you on quite an interesting path. So thank you for that background. So talk to us about Grata. Uh, For anyone who's not familiar with the business, Who are you guys? What are you doing? And and give us some insight into the origins behind the business.
2: Yeah, perhaps it helps to start off with the problem that we came across in our career that led to Grata. What we saw in this, I saw this in management consulting, having worked with many clients across different corporations, really globally too. And I saw the same problem come up in my role in private equity. And this problem was around private company data really private company information, specifically identifying and mapping small and middle market businesses. We found ourselves in company databases. We were sitting in places like Hoover's, which is owned by Dun & Bradstreet. We had access to one of S&P's products called Capital IQ. And there were tons and tons of kind of unreliable, messy data that we had to cull through to figure out which companies were real, which companies weren't. And in my experience in consulting, we were doing this for clients. It was clients who were trying to craft an SMB or mid-market sales strategy. It was clients that were trying to acquire middle-market businesses. And in private equity, it was mostly for M&A, deal sourcing, really acquiring companies. And therefore, what we did is we would sit in these databases, spend a lot of time, realize we couldn't find what we were looking for. And we'd end up going to Google and end up searching online. But as you know, there's a lot of limitations w- with Google, meaning it's, it's gonna show us, it showed us the top companies that had their websites optimized. You'd never go past 10 or so pages. There are a lot of blogs and articles and eventually we'd come across sources where I would say, I recall in private equity looking at dental clinics in the mid-Atlantic. And I was trying to search for dentists and eventually came across an article about the top 20 dentists in a, in a magazine. And I didn't know why those companies were on there. Did they pay to be on there? Why were they featured? How many other companies are there? So pretty much was left with no place to go except trying to piece together this information on private companies from all these different sources. And that's where the inception of Grata came. So so what we're doing at Grata is we've built the first company search engine. And that's really building a source of truth for finding small to middle market companies where you don't have to rely on databases, which take a lot of manual information and and present that to you. And you don't actually rely on traditional consumer-based search engines that surface the companies and the websites that people are reading most often. It really helps you cut down to the truth and the authority on B2B information to build better company lists.
1: Thank you for that. And I think it will... For people who can see the solution that this will solve, it makes complete sense. But for anyone who's having that thought of, okay, well, why Grada as opposed to those traditional areas that you can search? Can you give us some insight into some of the many applications that, that Grada would would solve for businesses? You know, the types of customers and the types of business problems that uh, a platform like Grada would would solve in terms of time, cost, efficiency, all of those things.
2: Yeah, it's a great question because there are so many places we can take the technology. We've, being a, a lean startup, we've had to really focus on where we apply grata and the markets we go to. Having come from consulting and private equity, that's actually the first market we've started in. And the people who use grata are really business development professionals, those looking to identify new companies to engage with. Uh, so on the private equity, investment banking, and consulting side, it's BD. We've also started to expand even beyond private equity to a few new markets, most notably recruiters, the recruiters who are trying to find their next client. So once again, it's the business development function within recruiting, as well as there are general sales and marketing teams that use Grata to find their next customer. What we find though, it's quite common with all these users, is that the BD organizations that use Grata they're, they're less mature in the sense that their problem is not that they have a million companies in their CRM. They're trying to build up knowledge and a data set on companies that could be in their, in their universe, as we call it, whether that's their investable universe or their ideal customer profile. And the, the BD landscape in these organizations is changing pretty rapidly. You can see that if you look at the, at least the private equity world 10 years ago, they almost went exclusively through intermediaries. And there would be no way a private equity firm would directly reach out to a potential investment to, uh, or or to an entrepreneur to discuss an investment. They'd always go through an investment banker or a business broker or get a a warm introduction. But now times are really changing. And we found that happening, not just in in private equity and investment banking, but even beyond these these worlds to anyone in the M&A ecosystem, service providers like lawyers, accountants, other consultants. So it's, it's quite a change that's happening in the business development landscape thanks to tools and automation that have allowed people who do a lot of the, the work themselves to actually spend a very minimal amount of time doing their own business development processes.
1: Makes complete sense. As somebody who spends a lot of my time working with customers across all the industries, I know how challenging it can be to try and pull yeah, together a exactly. single source of information. Yeah.
2: So, and and, and, and you, you want to spend time with your clients. You want to spend time doing the work. Less time finding the new ones.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You talked about the the tools and, and technical aspect that is required. So give us some insight into the technical challenges that you faced in pulling this all together and you know what were the big bottlenecks what were the big hurdles that you had to overcome and how you utilized data and analytics and machine learning to
2: pull it all together. Yeah we actually cuts back to our history we bootstrapped the company for 4 years. When we started Grada in 2016. It was actually around the same time that the the first Trump Clinton election was happening. And that was a big surprise to the US in terms of all the polls that it was gonna be a Clinton landslide and then Trump won. And we realized that, hey, wait a minute, the data we're looking at could actually be biased. And that was a big thesis of what we were solving for Grata in that there is bias with databases. There's bias with what you see in search engines online. And how do we solve that bias was something we tackled from day one. The technologies we have to do it though, uh, took time to build. Now, we had to one make sure we had scale and coverage. We had to go out and crawl hundreds of millions to billions of web pages, and that that takes time and money. We had to create a system to process those pages automatically. We had to we had to really build a system to interpret the information we find on those web pages to understand what it tells us about companies, and then we had to create a very simple user interface for someone to very quickly access and be able to build list of companies and all that really culminated in the beginning of 2020 where we had pretty we launched our SaaS platform we'd been operating as a service until we could build up all this automation and technology we launched our SaaS platform and we were growing pretty fast and ended up raising our first round of outside capital this summer uh, wrapped that up this summer announced in October that we raised a 3.2 million dollar seed round from a variety of really cool investors. One firm called Bling Capital out in Silicon Valley. Ben Ling is our lead investor. And we also have Accomplice from Boston and AVG Alumni Ventures Group based in San Francisco, as well as a whole bunch of angels and industry executives who are former and current executives at Blackstone, BlackRock, Citi, Credit Suisse, Amex, uh, which is really exciting to get together. And since then, we've really been hitting the ground running and doubling down on our engineering investments, building out our NLP and machine learning teams even further.
1: Yeah, it's often an indicator of just how great a, a business idea is when you look at who gets behind it and you've listed off some some really influential uh, funds, firms and, and people. So that would, would tell us that there's a lot more to come. Um, before we look ahead, can you talk to us about what the journey was like from, from an idea startup to now building a core nucleus of a team and, you know, how you went about scaling up getting the balance of, of technical set and, and commercial understanding for this space. What was the, the, the challenges that you faced and what have you found now is the right mix?
2: Yeah, we're actually, we've always been and still are about 50, 50 technical, non-technical. We have half our team right now, we have 14 and half our team are sales and customer success and operations folks and the other half are engineers. We found that that balance has been really key to solving the problem in the best way for our customers. If we were all engineers and no business minds, I think we would have gone down a path where we would have created a great technology but didn't have a good use case for it. And on the flip side, if you go too heavy on the business uh, business side of things, not enough engineering, you, you don't create enough intellectual property in it and you don't build enough product. And so we do very deliberately added almost like one at a time. Although right now we are really doubling down on product development. We've built the company by being balanced and the way my co-founder Andrew and I split the roles is while Andrew does the engineering and I do more of sales and marketing, we come together on product. I think that's symbolic of how the company really comes together and we bring in different people from our organizations to opine on the product to help make sure that we're reaching a balance of what's important to our customers and prospects. As well as what's feasible and what we can actually build in the short term to have really near-term impact
1: yeah i think it's also healthy to hear the division of responsibilities and and it's okay not it's okay for individuals in an organization not to be excellent in all aspects of it it's play to your strengths have your positions and as long as the balance works then that's critically important um looking ahead then look we you and i have spoke previously and we've talked about the exciting things in store for for 2021 can you give us some insight as you look to come out of this wave of funding and you look at the strategic growth and and the continued uh, client base growing what are you most excited about
2: yeah i'm really excited about the product developments we have in the works it's we're really going to innovate and change the way search is done and no one's really come out in the market with a B2B subscription based search engine. And to get that in place, we have really five areas that we're focusing on and investing in. Uh, The first one is we're building out a business knowledge graph at scale that no one else has done before. We're looking at every website out there that's a company website. We're looking at the connections between companies and the association between companies and concepts that they discuss in their website to provide really granular information as to what a company does and how it does it. And that's really the challenge. It's not just knowing that a company mentions a keyword, but what's what's their line of business? What's their business model? How are they doing that? And a great example is if you're trying to distinguish between software companies and system integrators that's quite a challenge. They both talk about software, they both talk about CRM and ERP on their websites, but a software business looks very different from a service provider and a system integrator. And right now it takes a human to be able to read and interpret and understand the difference. And we've created machine learning that can do that. So that's first really building this business knowledge graph. The second thing we're really interested in is just the complexity, the sheer complexity of search. Most, unstructured data processing and NLP actually has some structure. Take uh, chatbots, for example. You know you're receiving a message from a user, it's gonna be under 500 characters. Same thing with Twitter. It's under a certain number of characters. You know generally that it's someone typing a certain set of ASCII characters, so to speak, and maybe some emojis. With, With web data, we're dealing with two layers of unstructured data. It's not just the text that we process, where it is on a website, what page it's on, there are a lot of complexities with that. And we're really excited about innovating NLP such that it's not about just the text you see, but it's about spatial orientation and how that relates to a company. It is linked somewhat to building a business knowledge graph, but it's really fundamental in how NLP works and we're gonna be innovating that. The third investment line that we're working on within our product that we're really excited about is better similar company searching and classification something that's it's been really hard to crack right now is finding competitors and finding companies that look like each other and there have been ways people will, search, will google online they'll maybe see an, an owler page or see a yelp list and use that but it's when you go beyond what you can find online it's really hard to find which companies are similar and it's really been locked up in industry knowledge and people's heads. Uh, the common way of finding that right now is you talk to experts, you talk to people in the industry. Uh, but we're really developing deep technology that can help a user identify which companies are similar, why they're similar, and actually submit to Grata and Query their definition of what makes a company similar. And that's fundamentally new. Uh, we're doing a, our fourth area of investment is we're doing a lot with getting deeper data. And, and that's really tough to do with private companies and small businesses. But there's a lot of digital exhaust out there that can actually tell you things about a company. And it may be the smallest thing, and you may not notice it as a human as you're you're reading about a company online. But take for example, let's say you're looking at a restaurant and the restaurant at the bottom of their page says download our mobile app. That tells you something about the restaurant. It tells you something about their level of technology enablement. And that's something that people don't really capture so well. And there are many, many other examples I can use to describe this. But we're we're really looking at how do we how do we take this digital exhaust and this these nuggets of information we can find and turn them into something that's actionable and meaningful for our users and that that's the key it's making that link between just finding that a company has a mobile app versus what does this mean for the user and in the case of our, our core user our investors investment bankers that could tell you that this company is more technologically advanced maybe they have more advanced marketing that tells you something about their ability to scale and their efficiency. So
1: a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Um, You're gonna need a lot of talented people to do so. Um, You and I have had conversations previously about the various skill sets and and types of people that are are gonna be essential to help Grada on this journey. When you think how big could this be? When you think ahead of, of the various people that you're going to need to bring in, if you and I are, are doing a catch-up podcast in two years' time, how big will Grata be, and, and, and where do you hope to get to?
2: <laughs> We're a really ambitious group. We we started the company. We said we wanted to go out and build a billion-dollar company, and that hasn't changed since day one. I think what was quite promising most recently was the the rise of ZoomInfo and their their IPO. they company that's adjacent in our space, not quite a, a direct comp, but they're in our space and there are other large companies like Morningstar and S&P and Dun & Bradstreet. And we can see ourselves side by side with a lot of those companies in the next few years. I think if we, if we get the right talent and hit some of the right milestones, there there's no reason why we could disrupt a lot of the legacy databases and be a, a large dominant player in B2B information. That is a
1: great way to end the podcast. Um, Nevin, this has been a pleasure. I really appreciate you coming on, talking to us about the origins of Grada, your own background, the, the disruption in this space and creating a, a novel uh, business solution, which I'm sure many people will, will realize just how impactful it could be. So thank you for sharing. And uh, yeah, we're excited to see what you
2: guys can do in the future. Thanks, JP. I really appreciate you having me on the show.
0: AI in Action is brought to you by Aldus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aldus offer an exec search program. Aldus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aldus Advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following AI Meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to Aldis members. And don't forget our AI on Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an Aldis member and get the Aldis advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldus.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, empowering through AI.